It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Welcome to this special Emmy nominations-themed edition of the TV Line podcast. I'm joined with editor-at-large Matt Mitovich, executive editor Kim Roots, Senior Digital Editor Andy Swift, and I am Editor-in-Chief Michael Osiello. Let's get right into it. Emmy nominations, the three big snubs everyone's talking about. No Game of Thrones, no Orphan Black, <laughs> and no Twin Peaks. It's crazy. Reaction? Travesty! <laughs> um, one of the big headlines here is This Is Us breaking into the drama series category. Broadcast has, over the past couple years, been completely sidelined from this category in favor of streaming and cable and whatnot. And it's making a huge comeback here. Um, this is us getting, how many nominations did it get? 18, um, I think. Uh, no, 11. 11. 11 nominations, which which is huge. Do we think it actually has a shot to win or is this sort of Handmaid's Tale Emmy in the bag? I don't think Handmaid's Tale Emmy's in the bag at all. I think that it's an amazing show, and I'm so glad they they nominated Moss and Bladell and and all that stuff. But but Emmy's like safe, and they like they like known. And what's more known than a family drama that makes you cry that's on NBC every week, as opposed to this post-apocalyptic dystopian feminist? Um, some would call it a screed. I would call it an anthem mm-hmm. um, on a provider that a lot of people don't even get. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like This Is Us is certainly less like polarizing than than Handmaid's Tale. I feel like people who don't like Handmaid's Tale, they like really don't like it. Are there people that really don't like Handmaid's Tale? Yes, but we don't talk to them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're. I believe TV Line is blocked on their browsers. <laughs> I think the question is how This Is Us will get recognized. Like, is it going to win Best Drama? Because it's got some tough competition there. You know, it's you know Westworld's got Buzz, Stranger Things. You know, people might go for that just because of the whole '80s retro thing. Plus. You know, it's kind of this noisy genre show. And, you know, I think if Handmaid's Tale does get recognized, it might be in the best drama category. Yeah. Whereas, but This Is Us, however, it's got all these actors that could easily slip in and win their categories. You know, you got Sterling K. Brown and Milo in lead uh, actor. What about that Milo nomination? What a surprise that was. And there were seven nominees in that category, correct? I believe there were yeah. seven. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and which means that there was a tie for the, 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 there was a tie somewhere in there. That's the only reason there would be a seventh nomination. But then are the Sterling and Milo then going to split the This Is Us vote mm. and then not win that category? I mean, it's possible. Although I think, uh, I feel, I have to feel like between the two, Sterling has to have the upper hand in terms of actual winning. Um, I just think there's a lot of heat behind his performance. Um, you know, he had such great material with his, his father dying. Um, I, I don't know. I, if, I were to, if I were to guess on a front runner in that category, it would be Sterling K. Brown. And, and I think Elizabeth Moss has to be the, the front runner for actress. Um, if Carrie Coon had been nominated for right. The Leftovers, <laughs> yeah. she would have won, I believe, strongly. But she did not get nominated. So I feel like it's an open field now for Elizabeth Moss. Although, do you think that the Emmy's strange fascination with House of Cards could be, make Robin Wright a spoiler? 
I don't. I I feel like if Robin Wright was going to win, it would have happened like in the last two seasons okay. yeah. when the show was still hot and she was delivering an incredible performance. She's great this season, and and I you know wouldn't rule her out. I I just feel like you know a lot of the heat has passed on House of Cards. Yet here it is again, getting all these nominations. So I think Claire Foy might be the biggest mm. obstacle there because she's won every award so True. far and people somehow are always surprised i think people are people just like not watching the crown they're like always surprised mm. when the crown like it's nominated and sweeps sweeps things one thing i think going against the crown though is the fact that i think it came out like a year ago like it was yeah. a long time it was ago. a long time ago whereas handmaid's tale is very much fresh in people's minds mm-hmm. um you know the season just finished uh and also Elizabeth Moss was nominated so many times for Mad Men and never won. Yeah. And I, I think... And she's really the face of that show for Handmaid's Tale, so... Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right, exactly. No one would say, well, she's not on that much, or that's really a supporting... I mean, she is that show. She's the star. And it's a grueling performance. Um, so, I don't... My, my hunch is This Is Us will probably win Best Drama Series, and Elizabeth Moss will win Best actress i don't know that's what i'm thinking well speaking of the crown i was about to say that i think that this is us as category to lose might be supporting an actor in a drama because of ron seppish jones i think he could easily win that but you do have john lithgow in there mm. yeah so. wow he's almost unbeatable i think right because emmy just loves him in general and and that role it's just it's such a meaty role i think for sure he's the, he's the front runner there um Let's just go through some of the other categories, and I want to talk talk about some other things. Well, let's talk about snubs. What were the any other big su- surprises that you um, that stood out for you? Well, one thing that stood out for me: Americans not getting drama series nomination, but Kerry and Matthew sneaking in back into the ca- acting categories. Right, which might just speak to the fact was it wasn't the season of Americans a little bit. It was the weakest. It was the weakest of of them all, but. The thing with Emmys, they're not always very much in tune with the ebbs and flows of series. They get into their rut and they just nominate things. Mm-hmm. Like House of Cars had had bad seasons, That's true, but yeah. it's right. just nominated every season. Mm-hmm. You know, look at Modern Family, you know, which I, it's still in the running after all of these years, which is crazy. I also feel like a bad season of The Americans is still way better <laughs> yeah. than 90% of everything else that's on TV. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, Kim and I were talking in terms of snubs. Uh, we didn't even think about 13 Reasons Why on Netflix until like it's not included in our snubs gallery because I don't know I guess like we it was sort of like we wondered like would they even notice it and I guess they kind of did not I think there's a perception it's a it's a teen teen show show. you know it might as well be on the CW you know for as far as the academy is concerned yeah I thought maybe Kate Walsh would sneak in as like a dark horse supporting but yeah yeah and it's not even in the children's not you know it's pretty heavy for children's programming, but it's mm-hmm. not, you know, it's not yeah. there against Girl Meets World and Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, regarding the, the leftover snub, any theories as to why? Is that just a case of, like the Americans, if the leftovers had been on the air for a couple more seasons, maybe eventually, you know, it would have gotten into people's consciousness and got a nomination? Because look, it took the Americans four seasons, five seasons before it got a, right. any recognition at all. Um, but why is it that a show like The Leftovers, which is so acclaimed, um, just cannot, which unable to get any any traction? Peak TV. Yeah. There's just too much. But it, it's frustrating for me, and I don't want to go to, you know, harp on the Carrie Coon snub too much. She did get nominated for Fargo, which is awesome. But it's frustrating to take the Emmys seriously when the person who delivered the strongest dramatic performance of the year, in my opinion, doesn't even get nominated. Yeah. It sort of undermines the whole category. 
and and you know, I think it hurts everybody because it just you want to be up against the people who are the strongest, you know, because for it to mean more. Um, it's very strange because there were so many pure consideration pieces centered yeah. around the leftovers in the past couple months. Right. So it certainly wasn't for a lack of trying. Right. And I know HBO spent a lot of money on the on ads, so it was you know. And the show and Carrie Coon had the goods, so it's just and I could imagine she could probably have slipped into that lead actress category somewhere. Um, I, I'm not quite sure where, but. And then, you know, I feel like, you know, I've been beating the Lauren Graham drum since day one, and I get some heat for that because people are like, get over it. You know, it's like it was never going to happen. I, I, I am still disappointed, though, because I, I feel, you know, first off, she never got nominated for the original run of the show, and here this revival comes back, and really, she does it all in these, these four episodes. And it's really, it's a bummer, because um, I, I don't think it, it's about voters thinking it wasn't strong enough. I think that there is just a bias for whatever reason against Gilmore Girls. Um, and I, I don't understand it. I don't understand the bias against the CW, the reason Crazy Ex-Girlfriend doesn't get nominated. Just whatever reason, the Academy has these blind spots. And and it's frustrating. Um, any, any other theories? I am wondering, I'm looking at, you know, Emmys love big performances, right? They love important topics, even in a comedy. I'm like the list of comedies: Atlanta, Blackish, yeah. Master of None, mm -hmm. um, Modern Family, and Silicon Valley. I guess Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. No, but Shameless, Transparent. You know, what I'm saying they're all they like these big things, and anything that is something like The Good Place or yeah. you know Gilmore Girls is seen maybe as frippery and not super important because not everyone is emoting deeply in every in every scene. I, I wonder on that same level, um, you know, we saw a little bit, Westworld got a lot of love this season. I feel like like the, the hole that Game of Thrones left, Westworld filled in. Mm, but that's yes. a that's an HBL level, you know, future film production level series. Does it have to be something like that, at that high level, mm. for people to pay attention? And if it's not this like life or death every single day, every single minute of the episode, um, or these deep social issues that are being touched upon, do they just not consider it at all? Maybe. You know, the, the Westworld thing is interesting. Do you think the show would have gotten any love if Game of Thrones had been in the running this year? Certainly less love. Yeah, because I, I do feel like it's very much they filled that void. I think it would have been in there, and maybe that's where House of Cards finally falls by the wayside, yeah. that that gets squeezed out at that point. Right. Well, I was wondering if that exact show with that cast, but not that level of production, like on sci-fi or another network, would right. that have mm. gotten... You know, no. it's a great story, but it's a, that is about as sci-fi as you can get. Yeah, and it's an uneven first season. <laughs> you know, it's not... It, it, it wasn't like, oh my God, this is just a perfect series. Um, like, it, it had weak spots. It wasn't... You know, the performances were great, but the show itself, you know, it was a little uneven. Um, so I don't, I don't know that that was a necessarily a sure thing. Well, Kim mentioned The Good Place. That was definitely on my list of yeah. snubs, just for it to land anywhere for anything for anybody. Uh, also, you know, Rachel Bloom, I would love to see her back in there. Uh, is it time that we just... I, I would have sacrificed Grace and or Frankie to get her in there. <laughs> is, it is it time we let the ship has sailed on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend that we need to just realize that's not going to happen for Rachel Bloom? They got a song nomination this year. That they did year. last year, though, too, I believe. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those things that's like, you, I mean, you can't give up hope. Like, you just can't. But at the same time, I feel like that show probably only has a season left in it. Maybe. Right. So, uh, yeah. My, my heart says, don't give up. But my brain says, yeah, probably. And the CW, I mean, what is it about Academy voters? Just they don't take that network seriously for, for whatever reason. 
I mean, yeah, I think it just has it has years of of sort of stigma to still wash away. Like Jane the Virgin and, and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend can only do so much to right. counteract, you know, seven years of the Vampire Diaries. Teen Choice, <laughs> Teen Choice Awards sweeper. The Vampire Diaries. It was a you know going back to Handmaid's Tale. It was a huge morning for Hulu, which has not gotten much Emmy love mm-hmm. at all. And now it's broken through in a major way. Is now a major contender. Um, right up there with Netflix. Um, and why do you think it was this project that it took for, for them? Because they've had, I mean, they had the the J.J. Abrams um, 11, 22, yeah, They've had other big, the, the path, um, you know, n- none of them sort of at this, quite at this level quality-wise, but, you know, definitely contenders. Um, theories as to why, because because of it, is it that it's just so you know, sort of quote-unquote important? I think it's so in the consciousness like you yeah. you have I've not I cannot recall another show where people dressed up like those characters and protested at their state legislatures but that happened in several places with women dressed up like handmaids this year I mean it's it's in the the zeitgeist you Kim know? is dressed up as a handmaid right now <laughs> I made it myself um, it had an extra resonance <laughs> it did I mean I feel like I feel like given the current political climate given the the polarizing conversations given the polarizing election like this was it's it's exactly the show that would get talked about right now and it did mm-hmm. and i think that that affects voting yeah. how could it not yeah it had important themes it was visually striking and it was really well cast it was really good and it was really well done and so many of the actors got nominated even alexis bladell in guest actress category um and dowd like really it wasn't just elizabeth moss that show got a lot of support right down the line i was thinking i would have been happy to see yvonne strahovski Get, yeah. get some notice for what she was doing in that show. Well, I want to talk about that. It's like when when so many of your castmates are nominated and you're the one that is in. I'm thinking Man, poor Mandy Moore. Yeah, I was yeah. Mandy Moore. You know, and Justin Hartley, but more so Mandy Moore. I think as the the quasi female lead of the show, that has to be. I don't care what you say. That has to be uncomfortable and it has to suck a little. Um, you know, I was even like looking at Sterling K. Brown. He was like tweeting like a celebratory thing to his castmates, which was awesome and really nice. But my first mind went, thought went to poor Mandy Moore, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, but I think when you're on that big of so strong an ensemble, your mindset is we're going to take turns. I think that's what the Modern Family people went through during the early seasons. Yeah. We're not all going to win. Mm-hmm. You know, right. we're all going to get nominated, but we're not all going to win during those early seasons. We're going to take turns. Big Bang Theory, you know, same kind of situation. So I'm sure, you know, Chrissy Metz, maybe she gets the bigger storyline this coming season, and then mm-hmm. it's her turn. And maybe Justin's storyline heats up, and next season it'll be his mm-hmm. turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at least they all seem to get along. Like, I'd rather be, I'd rather go back to set as the one person on This Is Us that didn't get nominated versus, like, the one person on Desperate Housewives that didn't get right. nominated. <laughs> right. <laughs> have to put up with, like, the other women. On right. the flip side of that, we were talking, Reese Witherspoon, Andy brought up, <laughs> oh, yeah. tweeted, like, like this very generic, like, thanks so much to the casting crew. Like, as I think you put it, so what did you say? It was, like, a thank I, you note for... Yeah, it, like a basket of muffins. It was, just, like, it was, like, thank you for this nomination. It's like, I'm so above this, but, like, I'll try to come down to your level and yeah. thank you for this award. Yeah, and that's would also not to go back to the Lauren Graham thing hurts a little too because you know here you have Oscar winners who probably are just like weren't mm. 
not, I don't want to say they don't care, but maybe it's not as meaningful as someone who, like Lauren Graham, who this would mean a lot to her. And has given so much to television. It would be nice <laughs> yes, for television to give something Exactly. Back. It's like these film people just come in, you know, and make a guest appearance and yeah. suddenly take all the accolades. No, but for real, Nicole Kidman was amazing. Come no. On. Well, no, and also Reese Witherspoon was. And, yeah. you know, we're joking about Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. I think her performance is actually just as strong as Nicole Kidman. It's not as dramatic. Right. But Reese Witherspoon, to me, that was, that was an incredible character who... Uh, was not perfect by any stretch of imagination, but was just so watchable and so fun. Like my favorite Reese performance since Legally Blonde, mm -hmm. in, in my eyes. Um, so I'd be happy with either one of them winning. I, I'm very happy for all the Big Little Lies love. Alexander Skarsgård getting in so there. So good, right? Yeah, um, so good. So CBS is airing the ceremony this year. This Is Us could walk away with the, the big win. CBS didn't get a lot of nominations. That's got to be a little awkward and, and weird too um I, I think the biggest nomination i got was alice and jenny uh, her mom, her yeah. mom. Yeah. um and aside from that and just, the amazing race always gets this yeah and the amazing stuff. race but I, that has to be just a, a, a little weird for them but not that they had huge expectations that they were going to come into the ceremony i think with a lot of nominations now i mean now the good wife is gone that was their that, that was their was cash the cow and right. they, you know and they got good wife the good, good wife fight got, what did they get nominated for they got four nominations uh, nope I got one nomination. For what? Title, theme, music. Oh. A oh. lost art. Um, but CBS corporate will say, well, we're not just CBS nominations. We also include anything for the CW and Showtime. Right, which really gets their list up high. Which that no. gets you up to like six. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, Matt, you were doing sort of a little bit of a deep dive into key facts and figures, and you're going to be doing a, a story on the site coming up. Sorry to put you on the spot, but can you give us a little preview of any little interesting nuggets that you found? I was going to suggest we did this. I'm glad you asked. Uh, you know, American Horror Story, every year it always seems to do really well in the Emmy nominations. Uh, this year it only got four for Roanoke Edition, and those were all in like minor technical categories. Uh, DC TV, all the superhero shows, they went over. In fact, uh, only uh, Gotham, if you're going to expand that DC TV universe, that got, actually got four nominations, including stunt work. And the only Marvel series to get a nomination was Luke Cage, also for stunt work. Huh. And uh, as far as canceled shows, yes, or as I call it, gone but not forgotten, two shows got went away with four nominations each. Wait, let me guess. Doubt and still star-crossed. <laughs> oh man, you're so close. It was Penny Dreadful <laughs> and Girls. Each um, got four nominations because Girls got like three guest actor nominations. But not Andrew Reynolds. But not, not Andrew, Andrew Reynolds. Reynolds. Not cool. He'll get it for his. He'll get it for boys. He'll get it for his spinoff. Um, Carrie Fisher got a po posthumous, mm -hmm. posthumous, someone pronounced Don't worry, no, posthumous. No, no one has that. Posthumous. Posthumous um, <laughs> nomination for Catastrophe, which is really cool. She's got to beat Melissa McCarthy to win, though. That'll be tough. Saturday Night Live. I mean, I knew they would get a lot of nominations, but three supporting actress nominations. They tied for the most with, with Westworld. Insane. 22 nominations total. Mm. Color Me Furious. Tom Hanks. Are you really furious about it? With, yeah. Why? If, if you told me that, that SNL got three, really I'm looking at the uh, supporting actress in a comedy. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, not to single anyone out, but like, so, okay, so it's Kate McKinnon. Saturday Night Live has Leslie Jones, Kate McKinnon, Kate McKinnon and yeah. Vanessa Bayer. Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones, and Vanessa Bayer. I, I would take out Leslie Jones, definitely. I would probably also take out Vanessa Bayer. It's just when you think yeah. about how many... Funny. I mean, I, I on Ask All Sale Alive, I harped about Andrea Martin on Great News. Yeah. It's just one example of like somebody who just crushes it every week versus Leslie Jones, who can't remember all of her lines. Like, and I and yeah. I wonder if a, a case can be made for 
um, moving them into a different category altogether. It's sketch comedy. It's variety. Yeah, it's, it's variety like... that they should. I feel like they should be. But are there enough performances for that to be its own category? I mean, I guess you could include like some of the correspondence on, say, Samantha, uh, Samantha B, and 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 Daily Show and whatnot. I bet you could fill a category with with all of mm. those. Um, I don't know. I just I, think I maybe do. Maybe there used to be. I do agree, like, especially in peak TV era, the fact that Saturday Night Live is gobbling up half of the nominations in some of these categories, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah, so I, it's a plus for network TV, and yeah. it was a really good season of Saturday Night Live. I was going to say, if, if yeah. there were ever a season of Saturday Night Live to yep. get nominated for a lot of stuff, it was this one. Yeah, and I'm not begrudging the nominations. I think I'm begrudging where some of those nominations have landed. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Um, for the record. Uh, okay, so we got to wrap up here, but uh, I wanted to see if anybody had any predictions. Colbert is hosting the show. What do we think he's going to do in his opening? I ha- have to imagine, will he be allowed to do a This Is Us spoof, since that's you know direct competition, essentially, for CBS? Do they want to promote NBC? I wonder how one would do a This Is Us spoof, since it's like so hard to... Would they do like a makeup thing, like him in the past, like in the present, oh, in the future? That's they true, they do could do like a timeline. 70s flashback, and then you have like a 70s Colbert there or something. Something like that. I don't know if it would be too far. I'm picturing him in a Handmaid's Tale uh, costume. Bingo. Oh, I could see him walking I out of the Have you guys been watching Colbert? I mean, he's been A, on fire lately, and B, like so sharp and a little mean. I mean, given everything that's going on, yeah. I can see that that feeling spilling into his Emmys opening. So I think it might be a little bit more topical than, than we're kind In of... In other words, Alec Baldwin will be playing Trump, most likely. I mean... Oh, I didn't even think about that. You know... Uh, well, but so, again, that's folding in a NBC, NBC property. Well, they can't. I think the workaround NBC. for that is always, if he's going to spoof one show, he'll just right. He'll paste so them into all yeah. the shows. Yeah. So there'll be a Handmaid's Tale thing. There may be a, an Alec Baldwin cameo. Um, Stranger Things. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. there'll be a Stranger Things thing for sure. Um, yeah. Who? I want to end this on on a happy note. Who? What? Who's the happiest nominee today? Stranger Things, Barb. Two hundred percent Shannon person. Stranger Things, Barb. Because what's what's her new show? She's is she on Rise? She, yeah, yes, oh, yeah. Yes. She she was on she was on Riverdale. Now she's going to be on Rise. So now Rise can boast an Emmy nominated cast John. member. There you go. Wow. Oh well, yeah. And they already have Jason Kadams as an Emmy winning producer. Um, I'm happy for Brian Tyree Henry getting in there for This Is Us for his yeah Memphis. Episode. I am happy for Milo Ventimiglia just because he's a super nice guy and has been in this business for a while and was really good on This Is Us and I could see how that could have easily been an overlooked performance. That was a really nice surprise this morning. Is that who we're happiest for? Or I who is that happiest? We think, we think Shannon Brewster is the happiest. <laughs> but, You're right. I broke the rules. But I think Milo's happy. For I, instance, I, I'm I happiest about Atlanta and Donald Glover. Oh, that okay. is a show that is not, like, uh, he's the only person that could have done that show, and it's so different and so awesome, and the fact that it got recognized for being different and awesome is is pretty cool. Oh, you know what? No, you know who? Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna answer the question correctly now. I think Billy Eichner is the happiest person, because yeah. <laughs> he campaigned for that nomination, so, so Billy on the Street got Best Variety <laughs> Sketch something, um, and they already have a press release out. He has a quote. I think Billy Eichner is, is the happiest definitely, guy at this point. All right, that wraps up our podcast. Just a reminder, the Emmys will be held Sunday, September 17th at the Microsoft Theater in Los Angeles, hosted by Stephen, Stephen Colbert on CBS. And for continuing coverage on the nominations, check out tvline.com. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.